Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. Oh, I was hoping I didn't want to go first. Hello. Stace Babcock. What? You left me with that, so now it's just like I'm going first, <laughs> and I was like, oh good, he picked someone else, I can build on something. Thanks, Samson. I can't build, you can't either. <laughs> and Alex Finn. I mean... I will say we kind of sidelined ourselves by going with the concept of everything can be a butt plug. So you had that concept. That was your concept. Well, I was just saying, I mean, if I really tried, that candy container could be a butt plug if I really wanted it to be. It just might need. I feel like a lamppost would be a difficult. You just might need third party intervention to make it stop. (laughs) But if you're not having fun, it's not a butt plug. You're just. Who says you aren't? If you're forcing yourself, you're not having fun. You said we're forcing ourselves. Volume, mostly. You got to work up to it, right? So you got to start yeah. with like a table lamp and work your way up to a lamp post. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, start with uh, one of those book lamps that you like clip on. That's where. You oh start. yeah, yeah. You're right. Or like a, a mini LED yeah. flashlight, even. Oh yeah, yeah. And then work up to like the tactical. Size. That way, if it gets stuck, it's easy to find. <laughs> hey, everyone. Do you have dice in front of you? Well, you should get some. And you should get high-quality dice to put in front of you and roll. And that's what we're allowed to tell you to, to, to do with them. Roll the dice. Mm-hmm. And you should get high-quality dice to roll from diehard dice. They're good dice. So good, in fact, that we have our own dice now? What the fuck? Woohoo! Um, hopefully, when you hear that, it'll all be sold out. So you will have gotten your own dice by then. But maybe not. The Knight's Hope set. Yeah. But hey, if you haven't and it's still there, get some dice. Get some dice associated with the podcast you're listening to right now. And when you do, use our dice related code Explores One and get 10% off your order. That applies to like any dice, any order that you get on Die Hard Dice. That's just a fun thing that you can do. And you get high quality products such as dice. Did I mention dice? Dice. You get high quality products and also you support the show. So do that. Buy our dice. We have dice. I would roll some of that dice right now, but uh, at time of recording, it's not out yet, and I can't buy it. So, Dude, and it's such cool dice. Like, I'm going to have to set a reminder early so I can snag a set. Mm-hmm. Okay. D- did you actually segue out of the ad? I don't know. If- <laughs> I don't know how to leave, and that's another butt, butt, butt plug joke. I don't know how to pull it out. I mean, so. I feel like we just aren't ex- haven't been excited enough about our own freaking set of dice. Like, in a million point five years, I never would have been like, yeah, we'll... S- start a podcast we'll do numenera and we'll have our own custom dice set it doesn't feel real like, i know it feels like it might still be a mm. prank 
Like it was just like a little mm-hmm. visual thing that they put up. Like, hey, here's what it would look, would look like if we had some. I mean, it would be a hilarious yeah. prank in a horrible way. But you know what? We should just like rip off the band aid, like you don't do to anal beads. Just rip it. <laughs> and now They're- we start our recap. Daniel, what happened last week on Explorers Wanted? Ooh, nice try. What a surprise <laughs> twist. Daniel, what's happening this week on Explorers Wanted? What's happening in the future? Well, we're about to find out, but first I'd like to see who remembers what happened last time. And I'm going to pick on Samson. Yes. Uh, all right. So last time we had just come down from talking with Carlisle. We're in the high man's view. And Josekin came up to us because we ran into Josekin at High Man's View when we were coming up to meet Carlisle. And she was all like, our conversation was cut short. And Nix was just like, fuck off. Go away. <laughs> and Josekin fucks off. She did leave a note for Nix, but I don't know if we read that or Nix read that at least. So yeah, we talk a little bit, try to figure out what to do. Dilly goes and officially joins the Stoneburners, or at least tells Carlisle that he's going to do it. While Nyx takes a huge piss. A hiss piss. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> so while she's uh, doing that, Nyx sends out some of her kids. I wrote down Stoneburner Scanner. I don't know what that means. So that's not good. Yeah. And so two hours passed. Dilly had an appointment to get Stoneburnt. Two hours after confirming with Carlisle. Initiation takes place in the Volink room. And it kind of hurts. We also learned that the Volink room has a door to the Valling Foundry, which isn't like a direct door. It's like a foyer to another foyer that then leads to the actual foundry. So that's interesting. It's two days until we actually get a shop. Uh, Dilly has a metal card from Marta. So now that we don't have to pay the two shins to be there. And then we drink the night away, get back to Mesa Summit. Boa turns into Carlisle. Oh, and then we're all in Boa's room. And then Nix's mom bamps in. And tells us Jima is going to kill Nix's dad. And that's where we end the episode. Jima needs to settle the fuck down. Nix, your mother goes, she's going to kill him. Ama has us. Where Where does she have you? It's on a boat. Listen, I, I need to know where you are. She's she's going to kill him. If I don't lead him to you, I need to lead her away from where you oh, are. Oh, yeah. No, lead her right here to me. Mesa Summit. Bodrov. No. <laughs> I can't let her get to you. No, yeah. No, Mom. Like, listen... I'm probably, I mean, I'm pretty capable, and I have friends, so bring her here. She looks flustered, and then she reaches out a hand towards you and opens her mouth to speak, and then disappears. It would, like, be really convenient, guys, if, like, uh, Jima just came here. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. What would be really convenient is if Cha-Cha could take us to where she is. Jima is. She's on a boat. That that's it. That's the only clue I get. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think that's gonna work. Well, you can like see through stuff, right? Can you see far? I mean, it's only six inches. It's not that far. Six inches is plenty, Chasha. I. <laughs> I hey, Bean. I guess if if it's a good six inches, but like. I, you can't just relax your eyes and then just look far. That's not how it works. Like, I gotta be there and then six inches. I guess that would be a lot of boats to six inch. No, I, I assumed that the boat was, like, in key, but 
I don't know, like you can see through stuff and you can teleport. So maybe there's like, was there a way to like kind of combine that, like teleport your vision? Oh shit. We could ask the, uh, my children to go check it out. How quickly can they travel? Cause what if we traveled with your children, right? Cause like they were able to pull Clemule out of wherever, uh, stone burners were holding them and then to us. So can't they do the same for us too? I presume key. I presume that, yeah, boat near key. Oh, yeah. No, that's a great idea. Dilly, see? See, this is like, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> but do we think the boat is at key or? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're on a boat on that uh, river that's near the southern border of Navarine. Just because I'm thinking of the path that your mom and dad would have had to take to get to key if they ever made it to key. Are there any uh, other bodies of water accessible from key, Dilly? The ocean? I don't know. Chacha's the one that travels. And you. Haven't you ever been there? No, I think Nick... Uh, no, I don't think so. But I, I think as a traveler, Nix, you would have heard enough from other travelers over the years that you would probably know that Key has a, you know, a port. It's like a, a little, like, bay that it connects to, then leads out to the greater ocean. Okay. All right, yeah. Uh, so I'll see what my children can do, but first... I'm going to write this little note. And Nyx pulls out her journal and tears out her page and writes down, Dear Assassin's Guild, there is an unauthorized assassin. Oh, maybe she would. Uh, there is a, what would it be? Not unauthorized, but outside assassin, maybe? Unsanctioned? Freelancer? Boring. Well, rogue? I think if you say like, hey, there's a stone and key, you should take a look at that. They might respond to that. Oh, yeah. Dear Assassin's Guild. <laughs> <laughs> It has come to my attention that Amaranth Stone is in key and is attempting to assassinate Lashir Sladek. I thought you might like to know. Love the Ma unending. <laughs> okay, so you've written that note. All right, I will summon my children. Nyx hisses at her medallion. Okay. Slithering out of the shadows in a corner of the room is an imp. Mistress. You called? I did, yeah. We came. Thank you. Uh, and how are you doing? I am eager to serve as your messenger. Have you uh, made any kids laugh lately in delight? No. Why would I do this? Because that's fun surprises for children. I'm just curious. It is dull to us. Okay. I was just wondering... Just dropping the idea in there. So, uh, I have a couple tasks. Yes. First, are you familiar with the Assassin's Guild in Key? I don't know what almost any of those words meant. <laughs> are you familiar with the city of Key? City. I've seen many cities, but I don't always know their names. Oh. This one probably had, like, a lot of yellow involved. God, why have you skyline? Yellow. Are you able to read maps? Nyx pulls out her map. The imp, like, looks over your shoulder, curious. All right, so see, this is where we are in Bodrov right now. If you go down this way, you see down here is key. Or possibly over here, wherever it is. And I just have to go on the map? No, no. I was hoping that you had some sort of, like, spatial reasoning or geographical awareness. Yes. You do? Yes. We always find you. 
How do you do that? We hear the law on endings. Wine. Oh, like a fine wine, I imagine. And she, and they turn their attentions over to Cha-Cha, she shines like a beacon ripe for chaos. That's a fair assessment, honestly. Cha-Cha has no idea. Cha-Cha's just like... <laughs> well, can, can't Cha-Cha see them? Oh, she can see them, yeah, yeah. She's mean mugging them now that they've, like, turned to her. Like that little groundhog, is it? <laughs> Would you be able to find my mother? What does she look like? Yodili. What? Can you make an illusion of my mother? Uh, sure. Dilly does that. Okay. The imp just stares at it, tongue looking out. Where shall we look? Well, she's on a boat, possibly near Key, and that's all I got. We shall search. All right, yeah. That works for me. And the second task? Oh, yeah. When you find Key, can you deliver this letter to the Assassin's Guild? We can try. We don't know this Assassin's Guild. Have you seen Satal, the merchant that we talk to at times? Possibly. Yo, Dilly. Yeah. Can I get an illusion of Satal? Ah, yes. That one. Yes. We like him. Oh, really? Why? He juggles so beautifully. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And his hands are stained red. I fucking knew it. Yeah, no, I knew it. So, Satal is probably an assassin, so if you could deliver this letter to him. Yes. Am I dismissed? Guys, should I dismiss him? I haven't heard anything. Are you done? How'd it go? Are we are we going to key? Oh, okay. All right. I just I was just checking. Uh, no. Well, they they're not sure where it's at, Dilly. So we're gonna let them find it first. Oh, all right. All right. Yes, you are dismissed. Thank you so much. Remember to sleep, exercise, and hydrate. As you're saying that, they kind of reach over and gingerly take the note from your hand, like between their lips, and they go. And then they fade into the background. All right, so they're going to try to find my mother, and they're going to try to deliver that note to Key. Hmm. All right. What now? Do you guys want to, like, sleep? I'm, honestly, I could use a little little shut-eye. I I could take, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think a nap could do us all good. Still a little tender, and I think it might have been a bad idea to drink while I'm still kind of bleeding. Usually it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. So we sleep some. How much? Depends. Let me start my recovery rolls and I'll tell you. <laughs> More than one action. What time of night is it? It was like 3 a.m. So. All right. I'm going to do an action recovery roll, but canonically, Dilly sleeps for at least six hours. Oh, better yet, he sleeps for four hours and then he's going to try to make another blemish hider with the remains of the first blemish hider that we have. Are basing his plans off of that one. Right. Right means not a very high level item. Give me a nine crafting Numenera roll to it well, which is a freebie for you because it's a crafting task to make the plan. Right. Yeah, you think you could make this, you probably need an IO, one synth, and two parts. Got it. It probably takes an hour to make. Alright, yeah. Dilly does that. IO two synth, one part? No. IO one synth, two parts. Oh, 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 oh. So you now have a 
another blemish hider, which means incidentally, Nixon Chacha, you're woken up by the sound of Dilly's tools as he's working in the room. Uh, what are you doing now, Dilly? Tinkering, right? Oh, uh, good morning. I'll make another blemish hider. Oh, nice. You could also wash your face. What uh, <laughs> more, Chacha? You said blemish, though. No, not what? You said blemish right. hider. You could also wash your face. No, that's what it's called. She's no. talking about that thing with your nose. What? The thing with your nose. <laughs> Dilly finds a mirror real quick. <laughs> Do I have a zit? Yeah, you have a zit. God damn it. He's always had that zit? No, stress-induced, I assume. What with the I, molten mm-hmm. synth and all that jazz. Which is hardcore, Dilly. I mean, that's very understandable. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Uh, Dilly pops his head, washes his face, and then finishes the uh, thing, my thing. Okay. It's slowly bleeding. You shouldn't pop them, Dilly. That invites infection. Did anyone? You're going to lose your nose at this. I washed it out. No, it's fine. But now you have an open wound to attract predators. It's going to scar and pit. Dilly learned about this process from the same place he got the Uberman sleeping schedule. <laughs> yeah, I'll be fine. It's fine. Don't go away. All right, well, uh, I'm going to go on my run. Nix puts on her snakeskin tennies and... Uh... <laughs> so are you going out as Boa? Are you running in Boa's outfit? I guess, yeah. What does Nix run in? I guess whatever she's wearing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it very breathable? She'll take the outer jacket off so that she's just wearing, like, the dope-ass vest and shirt. Do snakes sweat in the Ninth World? I think they... No, I don't think they Aren't do. Aren't they dry creatures? This whole campaign... I've been like, I should read more about snakes, and I have not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Nyx is heading out to run as Boa. Nyx, you step out of your room, and as you are crossing past Deneb's room on your way out of the hotel, there is a loud, high-pitched sound that seems to be echoing from outside. Cha-cha, Dilly, you hear this as well. You hear scrambling in Deneb's room. Nix. Uh, can Dilly look out the window of the room? Sure. There's a lot of panicked people running around outside. Yeah, just gonna use her six inches? To look through what? The wall? Into her room? Yeah, so if you look over at Deneb's room, you can see that she's headed for the door. She's headed for the door, Dilly. This is our opportunity to attack. Well, I, I'll just draw attention to us. But she's gonna escape. This high-pitched sound, by the way, sort of goes down and then comes back up and starts cycling like a really odd, like, warning siren, essentially. Chacha's headed out the window, actually, here in the Wait, Chacha, hold on, hold on, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's go out the door. We should try that first. Chacha kind of, like, nods, or, like, I guess, and then she's out. <laughs> Doesn't wait for Dilly. <laughs> oh. Okay. So she goes out the window still. No, she's out the door. Boa, you've heard this. You are just a couple steps past Deneb's door. Deneb's door opens, Deneb comes out, and then just after that, the door that you came out of opens, and Cha-Cha busts out. Whoa, what the heck is that? What is that sound? It's the defense sirens. Are we under attack? That's usually what they're there for. They're going to close all the gates. What should we do? Try to stay out of the way and stay alive. We should escape. Maybe go look if you want. Dilly's a stone burner, so should he be doing something right now? If you want to go talk to Carlisle about that, sure, you could do that. But I'm going to go look. And she doesn't even wait for your answer. She just dashes down the stairs. Chacha's running away and she's yelling, I am escaping. 
<laughs> Nyx follows her. Dilly's gonna follow uh, Deneb as well. Okay, so you two are following Deneb, and Cha-Cha is just running somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica Candace. Okay. This way. Nyx tries. I'm escaping. <laughs> <laughs> you guys following Deneb, you can tell right away she's heading right for the walls. Like, she's to, like, one of the walls that, like, it's not military, but you could still look over for the view and things like that. Mm-hmm. That is clearly where she's headed. She's not making any deviation. She's not she doesn't appear to be doing anything sneaky. She just seems to be walking briskly in that direction. And what's the what are all the citizens doing? Are they running around in a panic? They're scrambling. Like So some of them are running into buildings. Some of them are also heading towards the wall or other places. Anybody who's out there is in a hurry wherever they're going. If we see any stone burners or like city guards or officials, do they seem like they're kind of panicking, or do they seem like we they have tasks that they are going about? Interesting you say that. The guards are definitely, you know, hurrying towards the wall. You get the impression that most of them may already be there. Uh-huh. And then the stone burners you see, like, there are some that are kind of moving in that direction, but a lot of them are just sort of spacing themselves out. It's like they're positioning themselves in different spots that seem to be somewhat patterned, mm-hmm. and anybody who wants to can make a perception roll of 12. 14. 9, 6, 3. It's a 3 for Deli with all his stuff. 9. Okay. You guys notice that they all seem to kind of get in a position, and then they all raise their hands. Not like in unison or anything like that. Nothing creepy. But they go up, and they both they all seem to press something against their ear. Dilly is also going to do that hesitantly, just like, is this a thing I do now? You just touch your ear. Okay. <laughs> Dilly quickly puts his hand out, feeling silly. <laughs> what did you think that would do? <laughs> what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know if it was part of the thing. It's. I. Shut up. It's early. <laughs> Deneb at one point, like, looks back because she, like, hears that last shut up. It's early. Notices you guys are following, just, you know, shrugs and keeps heading in her direction. Cha-Cha, where are you going? I don't know. She's just like, she heard that siren, and like, her instinct was, oh no, run, they're coming to get me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, so she's just scrambling. Are we in that alleyway where we found those dead bodies? I was like, are we going to poop in this alley? Mm-hmm. So you're heading towards that alley. One of the things you notice is there are all sorts of people moving around at the same time. None of them seem to be paying you any attention. You do see some guards but they seem to be heading off somewhere else. They don't seem to be particularly interested in you. And you reach that dark alley, and you see that the bodies that were there are now gone. Convenient. There are still some blood stains on the ground. It's not like anybody like cleaned the site. Just it, somebody recovered the bodies or moved them. It's body removal, not sterilization, right? right. Fair. We didn't pay for f- turn-down service. Mm-hmm. So, up ahead... From this alley, because that alley is actually fairly close to where Deneb will end up coming out. Not directly there, but like within sight of you, Cha-Cha, you can see from this alley, you can see Deneb like from several streets down coming across and heading for the stairs leading up one of the city walls. I am trained in climbing, so I could like Cha-Cha climb an alley wall to kind of get a higher view. But she doesn't want to go towards the city walls because that's where everyone else is. And under the theory that something may or may not be coming to get her, she doesn't want to be in a large group of people. Right. Okay. Um, I say that's a nine. Okay. 
And then you, I can't remember if you're trained or specialized in climbing. I am specialized. Okay, so it's a three for you. Okay. I got a 17. Very nice. So you spider monkey your way up the side yep. of this building and onto this roof. And by the time you get up there, you can see that Deneb is at the stairs there by the wall. You're not higher than the wall, so you can't really... Like, you could see, like, sort of directly over it, off in the distance, but you can't see down at what anybody else might be looking at. But you also notice that as you get up there, you see Dilly and Nyx come into that same, like, area out of the alley that Deneb came from, following her towards the stairs. Okay. No attack on Titan Kaiju sort of idea, right? (laughs) Well, not that you would see up here anyway. I feel like if there was a large Kaiju, I would see it regardless. I'm just saying. That's how Dan ends the campaign. He throws the Colossal Titan at us. (laughs) Although Bodrov is on a plateau, so you're up very high. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is my buddy cop sense, aka bracelet, tingling? Maybe a little. Oh, fuck. Now that you're thinking about it. Ooh, spicy. Dude, we got that kaiju killer, right? Shit. I thought that was Gma. Oh, left it in the hotel room, man. No, you fucking didn't. <laughs> Did you? I. Do we actually have a kaiju killer? I thought you were just joking. Do we? I'm not mixing up my campaigns. Didn't we get like an ultra cipher or for ultra? Oh, no, no. We got that one disruptor that like affects things in the other plane that was used to maim a couple imps. We did get that. I think we stole it. I I feel like we stole it. I thought we got it. No, you asked about it, but you never actually bought it from them. They told you they would sell it to you, but you never did. No. Oh, we're so foolish. Nyx blows on her fist. Got a set of kaiju killers right here. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to mentally like weigh the things up. Is it Manda Gaming or Jaja actually think about that idea? No, she wouldn't. She wouldn't. Mm. That's from Manda Gaming. So she's going to move. Oh, but she can feel the tingle tingles. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things where, like, my gut reaction is she would go further away from the wall. But I'm trying to, like, go, has Chacha evolved enough as a person that she would try and leave the city to prevent the city from being negatively impacted by her presence? You know what I mean? Like, has Chacha evolved enough as a person? And I feel like, no. But what she would do is probably get closer to Nyx and Dilly so she could make sure they weren't in danger. And if they're in danger, then she'll leave. There we go. That's how much she's evolved. Okay, so you're hurrying along to try to catch up to them. Couldn't you just teleport onto the wall because she's been there before? Yes, you could. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so as you guys come up the stairs, Chacha is just waiting for you there. <laughs> oh, good. You found us. Yep. Um, I think this might be a big issue. Yeah, all these people are crowded against the sort of wall and are staring and pointing down. Chad just got to kind of turn and yell at them. You should fan out. Like, don't get in like a large hand-sized area. Like, maybe spread out more so one punch won't take you out. Maybe think about Mm. that. Nick squeezes right into the hand-sized area of crowded people and looks down. (laughs) Okay, so looking down, you see quite a force arrayed at the base of the mesa. There appear to be, like, 
individual. They're not wearing uniforms, so they don't like come across like soldiers or an army. Oh, but they God. are definitely sort of moving in unison. And you can see that those those figures they they look all different. You they're too far away for you to really see clearly by, with the naked eye. But then, amidst them, are familiar fifteen foot tall metal boys, the Yeeters, as you were calling them. And there's a shitload of those down there. You know, if you had to guess, there's at least fifty of them. And then more figures that are behind that. And then at the far edge of what you can see. And from this distance, you're like, it's a little odd how big he looks, but it's like a 40-foot-tall buddy cop. And they're all arranged against the city. You can see that there are some of those figures that have, like, started heading up the path and are currently banging on the first door Mm -hmm. on the inward push. up. And, uh, yeah, the sirens are going off. Do you guys have rocks, like large rocks? Could we drop some? Nick says to like the guard next to her. Like, should we be dropping rocks? Burning oil. Oh, you're with the citizens. You're not even with the guards. The guards are in a different section of the walls. Oh, then Nick will say, drop rocks, everybody. Burning oil. Like hot tar. You know, like, ooh, liquid sin, liquid sin. And Nick just starts chucking her, her sling rocks in that direction. <laughs> Like 500 feet down, <laughs> like little pebbles. Like, what? Yeah, Nick's. This is going to be like a 30 <laughs> to hit some. Ooh, a 30. <laughs> All right. Well, she is trained in medium ranged. Drops it down to a easy 27. But if you're trying to do a medium range thing from a very long distance, I think that's going to hinder you again. How big is a major glow globe? I feel like they're like, not like basketball, but like kind of between basketball and softball size. It's like supposed to be like pretty fucking big, right? Like those fun magic balls that have the like electricity moving around in them. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Nix isn't trying to necessarily hit a soldier directly. She's just trying to set an example for the populace. So she just double overhands. Good sandbagging. Sacker throw and just chucks it down there. Okay. If you're just doing that, then you know it falls down. You have no idea if it hit anybody or not. Yep. Some people start throwing rocks, and then you hear a commotion in the walls. Like, you hear this sudden sludging, almost. There are pipes embedded in the walls, (laughs) and they're all, like, suddenly moving at once. Behind you, next to you here. Oh, are they doing the shit thing? Are they going to shit on them? I feel like I haven't put together what this means. Like, Keister over the wall? No, no, no. Uh, Well, I'm going to let Dan describe what Nick sees. As you look down, you see that first, like, door open and you see some of these figures like they just look like dots to you almost like they go in but then all of a sudden there is this like strange plume that flows out of that space and some of those figures come sliding out in some sort of dark sludge before the door shut again oh and that's when the smell hits you <laughs> does that smell kind of open up places along the wall Open up places along the wall. Like when that when that big wind comes up, do people like pull away from the wall so that Dilly can get in and Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. They all did because they knew it was coming. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. I wanna try something. <laughs> uh when Dilly looks over the wall, from where Dilly is to where this army is, is that long range or is that very long range? Very long. Shit. Never mind. Sidebar guys, I have an idea. Yes. Nick takes them to a place for sidebar. Mm. We huddle up. 
All right, guys, what if we got into the foundry and fixed those big machines? You want to go now? You want to try that now? I mean, this city probably can hold for a while, and what is three people going to do without a giant machine? Uh Or several? I mean, I feel like this is a daily task, but okay. But we have to get to the foundry to fix them, right? They're foundry-made, aren't they? Probably, but, I mean, yeah, we can try. Do you think we should, like, teleport in and then just wrecking ball? They're... I imagine the guards are still going to be there, so we're going to have to deal with guards. But don't we have a pass now? Because you have a pass? The room I was taken into isn't, like, any stone burner can go in there anytime. That was, like... But you just, like, flash the tattoos, right? You just be like, ooh. Yeah, it's still, like, I would need to give a reason to go in there and have... I'm trying to tinker. So, disguise one of us as Carlisle. Okay, we could try that. I don't know if that's going to work, but I mean, worst case, we... Fight the guards, yeah. Yeah, fight some or guards. Or just tell them, like, we're here to save the city. We'll play it by ear. Okay. <laughs> to the dark alley. <laughs> <laughs> Our actual home base, not the hotel rooms. So wait, are you going to the dark alley or are you going to High Man's View? We're going to the dark alley to teleport to the High Man's View. Right. Okay. So where in the High Man's View are you teleporting to? Our options are like the office or the hallway or... Before we teleport, Dilly's going to try a few things. All right. I don't know if it's going to work, but Chacha, do you need to have been where you were to teleport or do you just need to like see it? I need to have been there. Okay. All right. So I can't just like throw up a illusion of what I saw? No. No, no. That's no fun. Um, no. Alright, all right, then, second thing I'm gonna do, I'm going to disguise one of us as Carlisle, and the other one as Messin and Terry. Couldn't Dilly just be Dilly? I am hoping, well, I'm kind of trying to, if things fuck up, I still want Dilly to be able to show his face. Got it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Dilly's going to disguise Nyx as Carlisle. Since Nyx has the social roles, Cha-Cha and Dilly are Mason and Terry. And before we teleport, Nyx is like, all right, put on the outfits, guys. And starts putting on her all-black outfit with mask. <laughs> outfits? <laughs> Nyx is like, they're, they're, they're great. I got them at this place called Spirit. <laughs> they were on sale? Yeah. Nyx bought everybody a set of burglary clothes, basically, with mask. For, yeah, it's in a little bag that says Fancy Ninja Man. For disguise failure. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, Dilly puts his mask on. And Dilly's also going to activate his speed boots. Nice. Yep. So are you teleporting now? Hold on. Dilly's also going to do a quick uh, rundown of all the facts that he knows that Carlisle probably would know. So just so that Stace can pull any facts that she remembers if it comes up. Okay. Yes, yeah, so all the facts that I personally remember. Yes. So... You guys teleporting? There we go. Where exactly are you teleporting to? I feel like it's either got to be like that office or the base of the stairs by like the door to the dining room, but on the, you know, private side. Yeah. Okay. So in the stairs. Is that where Cha-Cha teleports everybody? Yeah. Okay. You guys appear on the stairs. Because you guys are tier five and you knew you were teleporting on stairs, you don't stumble much. <laughs> <laughs> Then we quickly go. We just quickly, we're walking very fast, like, on important business. Okay. You come up to the top of the stairs. There's the offices to the left. There's the private rooms to the right. And there are three guards down at the volunteer room. To the right, to the volunteer room. Yeah, Nick just walks up confidently and nods to the guards. 
Chacha follows. They don't move. They kind of squint at you for a second. Uh, boss? Yes? How did you get over here? I returned. But we just let you through. It's a complicated answer. Give me a social roll of 21. All right, so Nyx is specialized, so that makes it a 15. Mm-hmm. Can Chacha, like, nodding behind her, support her emotionally? Uh, it's like trying to sell the, yep. the act. Sure. So it's 12. Oh, Nyx will spend level of intellect effort. Okay, so it's a 9. 13. All right. Um, okay, you need to get in? Yes. Okay. Uh, hey, Terry, how's it hanging? Uh, it's going to be one of those days. Okay. And they pause for a cigarette before they open like, boss, is there anything you can tell us? Because those sirens have got us worried. Yes, you're needed at the walls. Please reinforce them immediately. We're never supposed to leave this spot. There is an army. Okay. At least one of us should stay. You guys go. I'll, I'll hang here. Did I stop being the boss at some point? There's the boss, and then there's the guild rules. Somebody's always got to be guarding this. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Thank you. Are we going to get dinged because you said you're sorry? <laughs> they open the door for you. And assuming you guys go in, Dilly, it's very much like you saw before. The table where you got your procedure has been removed. There's still that one thing of bubbling synth on the far corner. There is the weird glowing door. And there is another table there with paper strewn across it. And Tarek and Carlisle are there looking through the papers quickly. Dilly is going to... All right, quick question. Where is the table? What's I need to lay it out of the room. Because Dilly's going to try to put like basically a illusory wall around Tarek and Carlisle <gasps> so that when they look behind them, they see an empty room. Okay, so if you're coming in the door, their table is going to be off to your right. Okay. It's not a particularly wide room, though. Well, if you divide it in quarters, mm-hmm. like your square and their square are next to each other, and the door that leads to the Volant Foundry is on the square that it's adjacent to them, but not you. So we need to go from bottom left corner to top right corner, so to speak? Yeah, essentially. All right. Uh, then, yeah, uh, Dilly's still going to put up a uh, illusory wall, I guess, around their quadrant of the room. So that, again, when they mm-hmm. look up, they would see an empty room. Okay. And I guess that would be a major illusion. So that's what that is. Can Dilly do anything about the sound? Okay. That would probably require a roll because he has to do it in real time. Yeah. So I can... I... Well, so that's the thing, like, right? Like, so if you guys pass a stealth check, that could potentially make it easier for you, Dilly. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, because it's a small room, like, any noise you counteracting is going to be a very difficult roll. So if you guys want to do stealth first, that's probably a good idea. Okay. Yeah. But before they move, Nyx is going to take one of her shaper keys and put it in the lock to this door on this side of the door. I would assume it's keyed the same on both sides. Oh, yeah. Okay. Takes a moment, but then you have a key for this door. Nice. One thing you notice as well, which is kind of good that you did that, is that this side of the door, while the door looked relatively normal besides the guards on the outside, on the inside of the door here, and it's something that Dilly might have noticed if he hadn't been so preoccupied with being cut up at the time, and the interior door here is very reinforced. And not necessarily, you think, to just keep people out. Freaky. Okay, stealth rules? Are we doing yeah. stealth rules? Yes. Yeah. So your targets on these are going to be 
24 if you don't want them to hear you. Jesus! I thought they were being attacked by kaiju, so we would have advantage. I guess they are looking very intent on something, so I'll give you guys, I'll make it a 21. Yay! Is the siren sound permeating the room? Ooh. That's essentially what I'm giving. Uh, (laughs) Very (laughs) well. Speed roll? It is a speed roll. I'm using two levels of effort. Okay, so that makes it a 15 for Cha-Cha. We want to do it staggered, so if anybody gets a decent success, we can give other people assets. And since I've already spent the effort, I'll go first. I think it would also factor into if Dilly had to muffle sound or counteract sound, the difficulty. Yeah, because that's basically, if you guys make a sound, then Dilly's going to have to try to counteract it. Yeah. What's Dilly's skilled in stealth? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dilly is specialized in stealth, yeah. Nice. Nix is trained, so it makes an 18. and Yeah, Dilly's a sneaky boy now. Chacha's not. 15, I don't know 12, how she keeps beating the rolls. So, uh, two levels of effort for Dilly. So, with the specialization, it's a nine for Dilly. Uh, Dilly gonna re-roll that real quick. It's going to be a 12 for Nyx with two levels of speed effort. Do you want to re-roll it or do you want to use your probability engine? I'm just looking out for you with the XP there. I know, I know. I'm going to use the XP. 17. Okay. 14 for me. 17. Okay. You guys stealthily move across this room. You can hear Carlisle saying, like, okay, but we need the exact diagram. It's not going to work if we just have, like, the, the theoretical concepts. And Tarek says, I know I've got it over here in a file somewhere. Like, here's... And, uh, like, pull out a sheet of paper and Tarek's looking at I think I think this is right. And Carlisle is looking at it as well. And uh, Dilly. Hello. Because you are used to looking at Numenera plans, you would recognize this immediately as a Numenera plan. And the title at the top of the page is got some numbers, a numerical sequence, and then a dash, and then it says Builder Core. The machines! Okay. Mm. Build. Why didn't I buy those goddamn writing ants? Uh, how, how would you have known? Yeah. Because if you got those, then it would have been something else that we needed but didn't have. Yeah. There's always going to be something. Mm. Nyx feels it, though. (laughs) Oh, fuck. We could have used a mental scrambler on those guys. Shit. On Carlisle and Tarek? No, on the guards. We could have done a lot. I think we did the best thing we could do, because... We're very anti-confrontation. Nyx gets out her cipher that is a small fetch automaton that can carry 50 pounds Mm -hmm. and quietly shows it to Dilly and like makes like a crawly snatchy movement with her fingers like I'm gonna have this crawl over there and snatch it. Dilly shakes his head and points to the uh, volunk door. Nyx puts it away (laughs) and heads over to the volunk door or the foundry door or whatever. Yeah. Same thing, right? Yeah, the second door to the mm-hmm. falling. Okay, so you're just you're just heading towards the door. Okay, no, nope, sure not. The way you said that. <laughs> um, no, we made our stealth roll, so it should be fine. No, I mean, if you're just heading towards the door, no, it's no, fine. You can get to the door. No, Nick stops right in front of the door, and she looks at Dilly, and she holds out the fetch auto again, and she pulls out her notebook and she writes, "Have to build it in the foundry." <sighs> Distraction? Question mark. Then she writes, "Cha-Cha set the desk on fire." Cha-Cha holds up a buoyancy injector and kind of makes oh. like a shooting motion. Ooh, what's the thought there? Like we could use it like a like a dart gun, 
and like make one of them very buoyant. Uh, huh? Dilly shakes his head, uh, waves his arms, and then um, points to, I guess, uh, any tables or chairs or any like solid real objects that we can like hide behind real quick. Well, let's say you hadn't reached the volant door yet. Let's pretend that. You know, I think you maybe Nyx was almost there or something like that. But if you're looking for something to hide behind, your best bet might be that like stand that has the pot of molten synth in it. But it'd be hard for all three of you to hide there. <sighs> okay. It's the kind of thing that like, maybe one of you could hide behind it. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not wide enough to accommodate three people hiding. Okay. Then uh, Dilly will still like at least gesture just to have a, a little bit of help. And then does everyone if everyone does go behind the uh thingamabob, Dilly's going to try something. Is is that what Nix and Cha Cha do? Nix looks very hard pressed, but does it. Okay. So I guess Dilly's going to one shift the major illusion so the illusory wall is now kind of in front of us. Mm-hmm. And then Dilly is going to mentally in the same way Aster kind of uses or can like kind of reach through Dilly and use um, Dilly's illusions. Dilly's mm-hmm. gonna kind of do the opposite thing and reach into I guess Aster's like I don't know what you want to call this like an analytical mind, the thing that kind of allows him to like read people and like do things that are kind of beyond human capability. He's going to use that to read within Carlisle and Tarek their deepest fears and using terrifying image, Dilly is going to create a terrifying image of those fears to send Carlisle and Tarek running from the desk. Yeah. What's the language on that? Is it targets you choose or is it targets in range? To creatures that you choose within long range. Okay. And they might see different things. Right. We're so powerful. I know. I don't. It's it's open ended. I use a subtle bit of telepathy, so that's the Aster using Aster's uh, Reaper mind. Mm-hmm. Subtle bit of telepathy to learn which images would appear terrifying to creatures that you choose within long range. Those images mm-hmm. appear within the area and menace the appropriate creatures. Make an intellect attack roll against each creature that I want to affect. Okay. Okay. So for Tarek, it'll be a twenty-one. For Carlisle, it'll be a twenty-four. And you realize if this fails on either one of them, it's going to trigger combat, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, All right. I am trained in my illusion esoteries. So two free levels of effort. So that's 12 and 15, I believe. Mm-hmm. So which one are you targeting first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlisle first, so... So now you're at a 15 with Carlisle. Yeah, 15 for Carlisle. Third level of effort will bring it to a 12... Nine six for five levels of effort total for Carlisle. So six, right? Six. Mm-hmm. Natural twenty. Wow. Okay, so you definitely got Carlisle. What would you propose as a major effect? That what Carlisle sees sends him running away from the desk, but then that he passes out completely. Mm. Okay. Now for Tarek. Um, and that he's going to be out for a while. Fair enough. Five levels of effort again to bring it to a three for Tarek. I don't want to fuck this up. Oh, thank God. Five. Okay. So Tarek also starts screaming. You're not sure what he's seeing, but he's he's screaming. I mean, you definitely know that that, for you, Dilly, it just looks like a weird, almost like dark cloud mm-hmm. that you've conjured. But you know, at least from the theory, that whatever Tarek and Carlisle saw was in very high definition, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so, and Carlisle starts running across the room, actually hits his head 
on the wall and falls down. There's like a blood stain on the wall from when he hit, uh-huh. and he passes out. And Tarek is just screaming and running and pounding on the door to get out of there. Uh oh. All right, then very quickly, Daly's going to basically have like full body bubble Tarek so that he is just surrounded by his nightmares and can't see us. And then we quickly uh, go to the table. Okay, go to the table. There's a bunch of Numenera plans splayed out there. There's the one that they were holding that says Builder Core with a bunch of other information on it that's sitting like half on the edge of the table, like it's almost about to fall. Dilly will grab that and then quickly glance at the other plans. So there's a bunch of stuff that's like, looks like maybe like theoretical stuff about like theory behind the builders and and things like that, but nothing like particularly technical. There's a clear delineation between the stuff that Wrights have made clearly and stuff that maybe they had a pet nano who wanted to, you know, wax eloquent about how the Numenera worked. Gotcha. So that's like sort of the difference. Like it's sort of like the nano perspective on those builders and then there is like a clear engineering like and it's a complex plant. It's like multi-latticed mm-hmm. and it's the kind of thing that you also know like there are some materials there that are marked and there's a clear indication of what they're supposed to be but they're not materials that we're familiar with in the ninth world okay for sure Dilly will grab the builder core plans and then he'll also snag a little bit of that uh academic talk about the builders just okay a nice quick handful yeah and then there's a handful of other plans but you you probably they look like other types of ciphers and things like that, but... Alright, cool. And Nyx will grab Carlisle's body and a fireman's carry and head over to the door. Oh! Okay. Yeah. How does it open? Yeah, I, I, I imagine sure. Dilly's first at the door. Just give him proximity. Yeah, it's, it's like a glowing red rectangular portal. Good, we didn't have to cut off his... Oh, we just walked through? Yeah. Oh. Alright. In we go. Oh, God, this is a bad idea. Okay, we're in. Yeah. Actually, Dilly will go last. (laughs) Just in case there's, like, screaming. No, to keep the illusion up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, as you guys go through this portal, like, as soon as your ears, like, cross the plane of that portal, all of Tarek's screaming goes away. And you guys find yourself standing in like a very small structure like almost like the size of like a bus shelter there's the portal behind you and then right out the entrance of this shelter you see this vast red plain just red earth you can see mountainous structures in the distance and then you see this huge facility multiple bulging domes of synth and rock and this mist covers the grounds on this plane in front of you and this huge facility is suddenly highlighted by this red lightning that streaks across a cloud-covered sky and it's at that point that you can see in the distance in the mist leading up to this foundry facility all these shapes and shadows and Dilly, you remember a dream you had and you know that you guys aren't alone Oh, no. And that's where we'll end this episode. Holy fuck. Illegal cliffhanger. We done some big shits, guys. I'm so happy we finally did it. (laughs) I'm a little sad, though, that we're probably not going to get our slice of life episode with the shop. Seems like we're accelerating past that.
Yeah. I mean, you guys did accelerate past that, but you kind of also like, because you spent some time in Shalmas and, and things like that, you kind of like burned up what time you had to kind of do those kinds of things before Buddy Cop got there. <laughs> that was our shop episode. Just a really mm-hmm. dark one. <laughs> just a really, really dark one. <laughs> yeah, you were running Salah's shop. You just ran it in a very different way. <laughs> so, Samson, something about this episode. I got to use my tier five power. Yay! Finally. Mm-hmm. It's fucking busted. But isn't that how tier five is? Yes. Broken as hell, but we love it. Yeah, the tier five abilities are just like, insane and when you get your tier six abilities too they're like you're like walking gods mm-hmm. no yeah I, no spoilers but my tier six ability covers miles oh shit wow dude we teleported in dilly elused the shit out of everybody nick's uh-huh. threw a glow globe <laughs> alex does your teleport ability do cross-dimensional shit as long as i've been there no it has to be on the same planet which would also be if i've been there so I haven't been to other planets, neither has Cha-Cha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, Cha-Cha could not like, teleport you back to the Ninth World. <sighs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, because that would be... Convenient. That'd cover our ass. Well, mm-hmm. we are now free ass in the wind. <laughs> yes. Cool. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is my turn. And I will offer you all an XP if you guys read the book Leech by Hyron Ennis. This is a really good book. It came out just before Halloween, you know, at the beginning of October. And it is a post-apocalyptic gothic tale about parasites. <laughs> it takes place in a distant chateau run by this ailing and dying baron. The main character is this entity that was once human, but now they are occupied by this parasite just calls themselves the institute which is like a hive mind of these parasites that have taken over humans and then slowly like replaced everybody that humans had as healers or local medicine workers things like that so that they are essentially like parasitically attached to humanity trying to bring back what was lost and all these like apocalyptic happenings and the Institute is there for a very specific reason, not just to take up the post of taking care of the Baron, but also to find out what happened to their predecessor. And when they open their predecessor up, they find a new parasite and realize they have competition. Dun, 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 dun. That's yeah. dope. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's, it's a great book, and it does this amazing thing with the world building that we're just like slowly layers it on. Like, so it's not like there's not an expository dump and like you slowly get grips of like how different this world is as the story develops. And it's just really good story that kind of plays with the idea of like, what does it mean to be human as well as parasitic body horror, as well as, you know, playing with some concepts of like gender as well. So it's a good read. Very good read. I I quite enjoyed it. So that is Leech by Hyron Ennis. They are a debut author, and I cannot believe that this book was their debut. Wow. If people wanted to tell us what they think of Leech or about the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? They can come to our website, explorerswanted.fm. There they'll find all our episodes, all our transcripts, all that crap, including our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram, Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. But honestly, the best place to hang out with us is on our Discord. Explorerswanted.fm slash Discord will bring you there. 
Also, if it is within your means and you want to do it, you can support us financially at patreon.com slash wanted. Get some extra goodies there. Or you could use our Dicephilia code with Diehard Dice, Explorers One, and get 10% off your order. Or you could do both, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not an exclusive thing. That'd be ideal. Yeah. Do both. Yeah. And buy our dice. Yeah. We have dice. Buy them. <laughs> and if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Times are tough for a lot of people right now. So honestly, the best thing that you could do for us is to tell your friends. Tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing would be to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Those reviews make such a huge difference for people checking out the show, finding it. There's a lot of actual plays out there. And so, you know, people, you know, whatever we could do to help people find the show is good. (laughs) And if you didn't like the podcast or you just thought it was meh, then light a candle for us and put it in your window tonight and treat yourself to a warm bath. A long one, if you like, so long as the candle will last. The one who limps in the dark is attracted to the glow, but moves slowly, so you have some time. When you hear their quiet knock at the glass, stand tall and smile sweetly. Say please and thank you as you open the door. When you're polite, sometimes they make it quick. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. Nice guys do finish fast. I'm at Slam Potato. You know, sometimes my ankle just gives out and I'm just going to give you a little knock saying, hey, don't worry, I'm right here. I'm T with a unicorn on Twitch and Realty Unicorn on Twitter. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! Bye!